Next on BYU Sports Nation, who's the real weekend MVP? Former and current Cougars light it up, but who had the best weekend? Radio analyst Mark Durant discusses another two-win week for BYU Hoops and the rivalry renewal with that team up north. Plus, she put up a career high in a win over rival Utah. Cassie Broadhead DeVagere in Studio B to bask in Ute tears. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, back to work on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Monday, December 11th. Today is your birthday! Wherever. Happy 24th birthday. Thank you. <laughs> it was amazing to be 24. Someone right now is like, he's 24? I, who knew? I had two people ask me if I was 25 over the weekend, to which I thought. 25? Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate those people. Wow. I really appreciate those people. Happy birthday to you. Well, I've been serenaded now. That's free. So we can finish with that. It's just a taste. <laughs> Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lego Duplo Star Wars collector, Jerem Jordan. What's Duplo? I don't know what that is. You don't know what Lego Duplo is? You're doing it. <gasps> you don't know I talk, what Lego I talk to Duplo you. is? I talked to you and Jason about this. Just because I don't. Teach me. Stop worrying about whether I know it or not. you don't know that. I even, uh, I even looked at it earlier and it was like, I'm not going to look it up. Lego Duplo What's is Duplo? like the in-between stage between the Mega Blocks that like babies play with, and then the tiny little Legos. Duplo is like okay, yes. Okay. So you've seen the end of the Lego Movie, right? Yeah. When those weird Legos come down at the end, like the alien Legos, and they're like, "We are from the planet Duplo." That is what there Lego Duplo is. We're from the planet. <laughs> This whole time, I thought it was a, a constellation of some kind. No, it's for ages, I think, like two to three or two to four. Oh, okay. For Legos, like, of course yeah. they're going to make money I, however they can. I value right? my feet, so we don't have any of the Duplo. We yeah. don't have a single Duplo. Okay, well, there you go. Let's have the big ones. So you are not a Lego Duplo <laughs> Star Wars collector. No, that's... But I we, am wrong! But we have reached a week, people. The for the first time ever, week. I am wrong, Jerem. Well, that's not true. I have 78 <laughs> instances from season one on Netflix of this show. I wish that every episode was on Netflix. Watch all 260 episodes of season one. <laughs> yeah, how, and how do we define a season? Like what... By, by football. football seasons? By fall camp. Fall camp the is start the start of, fall of new camp BYU Sports Nation to season. the end of uh, July. Because technically, yeah. we launched on September 2nd. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a preseason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, we didn't have a okay. pilot. We just went on Okay. The air. We just went straight we on. Just went on the air. <laughs> no focus group. And we're just going to go ahead and go straight into today's headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Jamal Williams. Had over 100 total yards again and scored two touchdowns in a 27-21 win, win over the Cleveland Browns. Get down, Jay Swag Daddy. In the same game, his former teammate, Kai Nakua, playing for the Browns, totaled five tackles, including one on Jamal Williams. So they did have that encounter. Jamal is balling out five touchdowns the last three games. We talked to him uh, last week. He's a fantasy football hero yes, right now. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Men's Hoops beat Weber State in Salt Lake at the Beehive Classic Saturday, 74-68. Yoli Childs, double-double machine, 10 rebounds, 10 points, big block down the stretch. 
including a uh, block foul uh, by Elijah Bryant. That wasn't called. T.J. Haas led the Cougars with 24 points and some good defensive plays as well. Not enough kills for BYU here tonight. Oh, stripped by T.J. Haas. T.J. out in front, breaking to the rim and laying it up and in. T.J. Haas. And what a week for T.J. Haas, by the way. He goes 20-plus uh, in both games. BYU gets two wins. They host Utah. Huh? Saturday, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, late tip on ESPN2 and BYU Radio. It's going to be a fun build-up towards the Utah game this week. BYU basketball has won five straight games. Fun fact, they never won five in a row last year. Five straight wins, now about eight that? and two. And I know some people are like, that game was way too close. Look, enjoy the just moment. win. Just win. I don't care how it gets done. Just really? win. After the football season, you're going to say those words? Just win. <laughs> Too close. They didn't have their best two players. You, you can rally the troops and play inspired basketball when you're down and you know where the underdog is. You're not is. playing the team with those. Just play. Just beat the team just you're win. playing. Just win. Five straight wins. I love it. Jimmer Fredette had 50 points and 12 rebounds in a Shanghai Sharks win. They get rid of their losing streak. Jimmer Who is cares? now, by the way, 55 of 55 from the free throw line. Over his last seven games. He hasn't missed? No. Wow. That's impressive. 55 for 55. And this is the fourth time this season he's gone for 50-plus points. Really good. That's impressive. Women's basketball beat Utah 77-68. to Brennan Chase back to the Bajoray. Off the screen, three up, and good! BYU takes the lead. Cassie DeVadre led all scores with a career-high 36 points, including 18 of 22 from the free throw line. Mm. Freshman Sarah Hampson, nine blocks and nine rebounds off the bench. Hampson was not with the team earlier in the week because she was at the NCAA tournament with the women's volleyball team. If you're Hampson, you get to play both sports because you're 6'7 and you're awesome. So Sarah Hampson rejoins the team because uh, BYU bowed out in the Sweet 16 uh, you know, on, on Friday. We should mention that, by the way. The women's volleyball team lost. They had an amazing season. Yeah, Um, and they had an unbelievable year. Congratulations to them for that. Uh, So Sarah Hampson rejoins the women's basketball team, and that's nine blocks. Got home at midnight, technically on Saturday morning because it was midnight, in film at 8 to prepare for Utah, playing them later that afternoon and helping BYU win. That's what's up. Boom. BYU baseball alumnus Jack Morris elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes. First Cougar. Yes, Jack. First Cougar. Five-time All-Star, 254 career wins, spending the majority of that career with the Detroit Tigers. The World Series MVP in 1991 in his only season with the Minnesota Twins. Morris, now the only former BYU baseball player to achieve Hall of Fame status. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jack Morris is a five-time All-Star, four-time World Series champ, and a World Series MVP. So maybe he is the real weekend MVP. Congratulations to Jack Morris. That's an incredible accomplishment. What a uh, year for BYU baseball, by the way. Uh, yeah, awesome. you put out a tweet last night that I was, and it reminded me. Let's just list me, it real quick. Reminded me of how great it was. WCC tournament champs in miraculous fashion after losing the opening, opening game. game. NCAA tournament, first time since 02. New turf field. Brugman, Cole, and Hanneman debut in the majors. And then the first Hall of Famer for BYU baseball. 
Incredible season by uh, and year by BYU Baseball. Uh, yes. And that is a perfect segue to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The real weekend MVP. We just went over several different Cougars, former and current, that had an amazing weekend. Let's list them again, shall we? Jack Morris, inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Cassie DeVagere, new career high, 36 points and a win over Utah. He will join us coming up. TJ Haas goes for a season high, 24 points in a win over Weber State for BYU men's basketball. Sarah Hampson, nine blocks, nine rebounds. Jamal not a, Williams. Not a full day off the plane from the volleyball tournament. Jamal Williams, 100-plus, two touchdowns. He's now the guy in Green Bay. Like, it was an amazing well, weekend. Aaron Rodgers is the guy, but yeah. Well, sorry, at running back. <laughs> yes. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT in Green Bay. That's a different class. Don't you disparage Bart Starr I, or Brett Favre. I'm telling you. Rod, Rodgers. Rodgers. He's the GOAT, man. He's the GOAT. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> That brings us to today's Twitter question. Who's your BYUSN MVP this week and why? Use hashtag BYUSN at Colonel underscore James 83. I nominate Cassie DeFagere. With her career high in points and many other intangibles, she was determined not to lose to Utah. She took the load and inspired her team to play with determination and passion. Besides, I just like hearing Jeremy Jordan Serenade. Ah, uh, yes. And, and you know what? With that performance, uh, Cassie Broadhead DeFagere... Uh, now has her perfume available at J.C. Penney, not just Big Lots. It was Big Lots. It has been upgraded to J.C. Penney. You got in the mall, <laughs> finally. And not at one of not just Big counters. Lots. Yeah. It's now available at J.C. Penney. Okay, my answer to this is off the board a little bit. It's Jack Morris. The Baseball Hall of Fame, any Hall of Fame, is the pinnacle of your sport, right? BYU did not have a Hall of Famer in. this. Uh, he'll be inducted during the summer, I believe July. But the fact that Jack Morris gets into the Hall of Fame is a fantastic piece of news, not only for him, and congratulations to Jack, he's been on the show before, but for BYU baseball. And it highlights a tremendous season that BYU baseball had, not only directly, but indirectly, from its former guys doing things at the next level. I agree with you. There, it's, you can't beat the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like, what's better than that in terms of an individual accomplishment? Getting Otani to the Mariners. Okay, don't don't bring those sad tears, those Mariner tears, onto the show. If we had more time, we'd play the piano music, but we don't. The point is, it's <laughs> it's going to be tough to beat the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So, yes, I think so Jack Morris got? had the best weekend. But in terms of, like, a current BYU player, I'm going to go with the trifecta. And they all are featured on the BYU women's basketball team. Okay? Jeff Judkins had a really, really rough week. <gasps> they had lost four games in a row. That's so bad. for him to rally his team and beat Utah, have his star player, Cassie Broadhead DeVagere, go for 36 points and get Sarah Hampson back, who comes in with nine blocks and nine rebounds and totally shuts down one of the best front courts in the Pac-12 at Utah. I, the best weekend for current Cougars was with the BYU women's basketball team. And it was a heck of a weekend. It really was. The fact that Jamal Williams, he didn't have 100-yard rushing, but he had 100 total offense, all purpose. Two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. This is good. Like, Jamal Williams is doing what we'd hope he'd do at the next level, which is be a contributor. And this is his rookie year. Rookies aren't supposed to come in and start right away due to some injuries. Uh, Jamal Williams has, has been able to shine. And we're maybe undervaluing what BYU basketball is doing. And T.J. Haas, 
We, we had pointed out that he had kind of been down a little bit. He was shooting 32%. I'll show field, you down. 29% from three. Boom, 20-plus in back-to-back games. Fantastic. BYU's 8-2 in hoops. Has Utah Saturday. BYU's going a minimum of 10-3, and three, if not 11-2 and two in non-conference play. So this is, this is where we were hoping BYU basketball would get to. And they're there. They've won five games in a row. And as you pointed out, Jerem, they didn't win five in a row at any point last year. It's wild. Eight and two. Appreciate the wins. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Join us, won't you? Who is your BYUSN MVP this weekend? To the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Nick Newman 801. Jack Morris and Jamal Williams deserve a tie. But honestly, when you give everything to beat Utah, you win no matter the sport. <laughs> Cassie Broadhead DeVagere at C Broadway 20 gets the MVP from me. Oh, what a what a performance. 36? She she shot 22 free throws, second most in the NCAA this year. Coming up, we go all Twitter detective up in here. Which BYU OC candidate may have tipped his hand on Twitter? Huh? Plus, Mark Durant. What does five straight wins mean to him, and what does the rivalry with Utah mean to Mark Durant? Oh, boy. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Happy Monday. It's a happy Monday for several former and current BYU athletes. And today is your birthday. That it is. Yeah. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose and player guest Joshir Hardnett is uh, live tomorrow night at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Use the hashtag Rose Show to submit questions for Coach Rose or uh, Joshir Hardnett. Also, if you're local, you want to come hang out, you can reserve free seats on BYUCougars.com slash Rose Show. I'm excited to hear what his teammates have to say about him. I like hearing mm-hmm. about the players and the words of their teammates. Yeah, and the 10 questions segment. I mean, uh, T.J. Haas goes 5 for 10 on that, but he didn't miss uh, <laughs> in the games this week. Luke Worthington leads the uh, standings at 7 for 10. Who is your BYU Sports Nation MVP this weekend and why? At Twiggier Stone tweets, and has to be Jack Morris. Not often a former BYU player makes a professional Hall of Fame, had an amazing career, and is very deserving. Amen, man. Making a Hall of Fame is awesome. Five-time All-Star, four-time World Series champ. I still want Edgar Martinez to make the Hall, though. World Series MVP. Yeah, I want Dale Murphy to get into the Hall as well. Yes, and Dale did not get enough votes. For this committee. Now, this is not, this is kind of a, a different committee for kind of some of the older guys as opposed to the newer guys. It's a new setup. Okay, so it's not yeah. all the writers. <laughs> Correct. There it is was, some it was new like, blood. It was like all former players. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's going to be another vote that will include my boy Edgar Martinez. Hopefully, it includes Dale Murphy, too. <laughs> I don't know if Dale applies to the next one. I'm not sure. <gasps> He's got to get in. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man who is in the BYU Sports Nation Hall of Fame, Mark Durant. I didn't know that. That's cool. I just decided that right now. Okay. Mark, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. What an honor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who else would be in that, but uh, it's an elite group, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, let's. Mitch Matthews is in there. Well played. <laughs> well played, and Mitch is not in there. Come on. <laughs> 
Mark, uh, man, eight and two start for BYU basketball. Five straight wins. At no point last year did they win five in a row. How have your expectations for this team changed after an eight and two start? Well, I don't think uh, too dramatically, but I, you know, I have some questions that I didn't have before, and I and I have some confidence in some things I didn't think I would have. So, I thought they'd be good. I didn't think the schedule was overwhelming, so I thought they had a chance to to put together a nice little run. But uh, even with that said, I mean, they've had some tough things. They've had to go on the road. They have to go back east twice, and they've had to go on the road against in-state opponents. And so those are tough games. And so uh, I'm a little bit concerned with uh, things like shooting. It's been up and down. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm pleased with uh, the defense in general, but it's been a little bit inconsistent. So, uh, you know, guys like Elijah have really impressed me, and Jashir has been fantastic, and the addition of McKay Cannon has been a nice surprise. And I knew Yoli would be good, but I'm pleased with how he's playing. And uh, I was uh, concerned about TJ, but he seems to be coming out of it a little bit. So, I mean, there's a lot of things go into being 8-2 uh, and two and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, overall, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about this team, and, and I think the record reflects uh, that they're a pretty good team. BYU's 8-2, as you mentioned, six-point win over Weber State. A little underhanded Weber State team, but that was a tough game and a, and a fun game. Uh, back and forth, no team had a double-digit lead in that one. What was the most impressive thing you saw from that game? I think the most impressive thing I saw was the Jazz Arena. That's pretty cool. Uh, the, the seats, and I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's these little portals, kind of mid, close to the floor, mid that weren't there before. And I got to go back in one of those, and it's just amazing, sweet. I mean, it's. It's like the celestial kingdom of sweets. It's so incredible <laughs> back there. And I didn't even know that they were there. And uh, some people are living the life of Riley down in those things during the, the games. But now, I know that's not your question, but it was a pretty cool arena. But I, I, I say that because I wasn't really impressed with a lot of things in the game. I thought it was one of BYU's worst games in my view. It was exciting. Uh, and you and coach in Weber State has got a great coach and Coach Ray, and they they want to beat BYU. They haven't done it, and uh, they want to get BYU. And plus the emotions of losing your best players and other guys. Uh, now this is their chance, so they play harder. And uh, and I think BYU kind of got took off guard by that a little bit. But uh, notwithstanding, it was one of BYU's best shooting nights, which saved them because. Uh, they didn't do a lot of other things very well, in my opinion, but they got it done. And that's another sign of a good team, guys, is maybe you don't play well or do, do certain things right, but you've got a winning mentality and you find a way. Whatever it takes, you find a way and do the things you have to do to get uh, a win. And they got the win. And uh, and so that's a good thing. But uh, it, it left me with uh, some concerns going into uh, Saturday that uh, whether or not BYU can – you know, get that win against Utah if they play that type of basketball. I don't think they will, but they, they certainly have played in other games uh, the right way, in my view, and, and would have been able to get them a Utah victory. But all that does is make me nervous and anxious and and uh, I'm wondering what's going to happen Saturday. Former BYU basketball star and current BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you take a step back and look at all 10 games, is BYU better defensively, or is it fewer possessions and more efficiency on offense that is helping those defensive numbers? Well, that's a pretty keen insight from a, you know someone that 
played junior high ball and never got any further. <laughs> hey, but, uh, I resent that. I was a starter <laughs> at Northridge High School, okay, Mark? Academic All-State. <laughs> I retract my previous statement. I had no idea that you'd reach such lofty heights. But uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I, uh, they're better at defense. Uh, that, that's, uh, in my view, is an accurate statement. Um, fundamentally, they're better. Uh, you don't see them running and chasing after threes and jumping at threes. I mean, they, they would do that almost every possession last year. And when you do that, it just shows that you're out of position, you're re- you're behind, and you're trying to recover and and defend a shot. So part of that is you got better on-ball defenders in Jashir. Uh He's a good defender, and McKay, and and I think Elijah's better. TJ's a decent defender, so you're able to guard on-ball a little bit better. So part of the problem last year is BYU would get beat, you'd have to help, they'd kick it to a shooter, then you're running at the shooter, and, and they're not having to help as much. And that's a principle too that. They're making a conscious choice not to help as much um, and trying to force people into shooting difficult two-point shots rather than three-point shots. So uh, it's a change of philosophy. Uh, I think they're better defenders on the perimeter. You've got a shot blocker back in the paint with Yoli, and uh, they're taking away three-pointers. Teams aren't shooting as many, and the the percentages are lower. But with that said, I think there's certainly validity to what you said in that Part of the problem that makes it hard to play defense is if you're a team that's playing fast and you're throwing up shots immediately and you've got long rebounds or you're not taking care of the basketball and you're turning it over, it's hard to play defense when you do that because the other team's coming back the other way and you're scrambling to get set. But if you're running a a half-court set, you're valuing the ball, you get a shot, the other team gets a rebound, but you're back, you can set up your defense, I got this, everybody's got their guy, it makes it easier to play defense, and so it looks like you're uh, playing better defense than you would in a heck, uh, 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 crazy, uh, uh, you know, frenetic type of basketball game. It makes it difficult to play defense. So I think uh, the way that they're playing offense certainly helps them in playing defense. But in in my view, they're definitely playing a much better, principled, sound, uh, and uh, they're playing harder on defense on the defensive end. And I think it's paid off for them this year. The Beehive Classic is awesome. Uh, however, one thing that it will take away is a home game for BYU against Utah every other year. It'll be every third year. BYU and Utah play next year in Salt Lake. But let's look ahead to this Saturday. When I say BYU is playing Utah in Provo, emotionally, what are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling very anxious, Jerem. I, I j- it just makes me nervous. It makes me feel like I did when I was a player. Uh, I really looked forward to it, but uh, I have a long history with this rivalry, and it, it would it would make me – I couldn't sleep. Uh, it's hard to eat. And I, I kind of get those same kind of feelings because – and you add to the, the fact that the last few years uh, certainly has not been kind of BYU in this rivalry, uh, whether it's football or basketball. And so – uh, that that adds a level of anxiety to my approach to the game that I feel like, man, you've got uh, a team in Utah which uh, is not their best team, a very good team, but is a beatable team. You've got them on your home floor. Uh, it's been quite a drought. Uh, it, it, it just feels like there's an urgency to get it done for the sake and the sanity of all BYU fans at this point. <laughs> and... Uh, 
So, I, I mean, it, it gives me all those old feelings as a player. But with that said, I just love it. I mean, I love it. And it, I think uh, given the history, and I think it was a profound mistake, uh, that's my view of the, to, for Utah to, to kind of do away with the game to begin with. And I credit them for recognizing that mistake and rescheduling the game because it's, it's the greatest thing. I mean, you're going to have 20,000 people screaming and yelling, and it's going to be so intense, and the coaches going back and forth, and the players giving everything they have. And I mean, that's, that's great college basketball. Why would you not want that? And I know some people get carried away with everything, and it gets out of hand at times, but it's so fun and so exciting. And regardless of what happens, it's going to be a great night for college basketball in the state. And so I really look forward to it. If you had to pick one storyline, Mark, going into the BYU-Utah game as the top storyline, and there are several, Larry Kraskoviak's $80,000 buyout, safety first, it's the rivalry period, BYU hasn't beaten Utah in football or basketball since December of 2012, I mean, what, what's the number one storyline? Well, uh, with with Nick not playing, I think that that takes a, a big storyline out of it with what happened last time and the whole all the safety first and all that. I mean, uh, that, that was tough at the time, but it's almost a, a joke to me now. And the, the 80k and the safety, I mean, it's just funny as part of the rivalry. I, I don't really put a lot of stock into that at this point. But what I do put stock into is the fact that uh, uh, I think you mentioned that. Uh, BYU hasn't beaten Utah in football or basketball since when, 2012? It's been and so, five years. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a BYU fan and someone that grew up in, in Utah and Salt Lake City and took a lot of persecution for my love of the Cougars over the years, it's, that's, uh, that's intolerable for me. And I, I, just, I desperately need some, a respite from that type of uh, domination on the youth's part. So that's the big storyline for me is – is can BYU finally find a way to to get a to win over over Utah? And I I fear if they don't get it here, I don't know when they get it. I mean, football's uh, that's certainly a question mark going forward. And and uh, when you have a home court advantage in basketball and you have a pretty good team, you ought to get it done. So it's if it doesn't happen now, I don't know when. So I I don't I don't want to let myself uh, contemplate that scenario too much. But uh, I'm 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 hoping BYU can uh, break the. Uh, the dry spell and it's not like pharaoh in egypt where it's seven years it's just just the five <laughs> BYU's lost three in a row to utah uh it was seven in a row for byu before that if BYU beats utah in basketball we'll just hear about the football streak anyway so just win saturday and then move on but looking at byu's resume I, i'm not of the opinion that this is maybe an ncaa tournament year for byu i think they're building towards next year they're establishing schemes they're getting this personnel they return Almost everybody in theory, right? No seniors. Does BYU need to beat Utah to sniff the NCAA tournament to be bubblicious? Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, a lot can happen in conference, and if they played well against St. Mary's and Gonzaga, that might change things and didn't have any slip-ups in conference. They uh, would certainly make a good claim there. But if you're just talking about resume and preseason, uh, yeah, I mean, this is – one of the best games BYU is going to play. They've already lost to Alabama, which would have been a good opportunity. But uh, yeah, they, I mean, you've got to you've got to build your resume. You've got to be on the on the map with the committee, and they've got to think, well, this is a this is an NCAA team, and give them make them give you give reasons to not put you on. And at this point, uh, they're looking for reasons to put you on, and one reason would be to, to beat Utah, and that's a game you should win. If you're an NCAA tournament team, you got a team at home. Uh, like Utah, you should beat them. And if you don't, maybe you don't belong there. 
Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm willing at this point. This is how crazy a fan I am. I, I know you guys have had discussions about this before, but if you just beat Utah – Everything else gravy. NCAA tournament, whatever. I don't. I don't even care. Beat Utah, and then I'll, whatever else happens, I'm I'm okay with. But at this point, I need a victory over the Utes. I'm a crazy BYU fan. I get it, but uh, that's where I'm at. Hey, from one academic All-State guy to another, Mark, it's been, it's been great to have you. <laughs> it's nice to be able to talk about these things with someone so knowledgeable. It's, it, it's refreshing. Mark, you're a class act, man. We appreciate the time. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a good one. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Mark has reached the desperation level. The sign of desperation for a BYU fan is when you go, let's beat Utah and nothing else matters. I don't care about the NCAA <laughs> That tournament. is the ultimate sign of it desperation. Is, it is no. like tunnel vision to no. beat the Utes. Coming up, someone who beat Utah, Cassie DeVagere. DeVagere. Went all Jimmer on the Utes. She'll join us coming up. And we play Twitter detective on the search for a BYU mm. offensive coordinator. Did a candidate tip his hand over the weekend? Oh, boy. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. A warm welcome. Actually, if you're in Utah, a cold welcome back to all of you. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Or if you're in Buffalo, it's also a very cold welcome. That was a compelling game yesterday with the Colts. Uh, that, that scene was straight out of the 1940s. I felt like I was watching a 1940 NFL Films recap. Yes. Crazy. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, by the way, with BYU Sports Nation. Download the podcast where podcasts are downloadable. Mark Durant uh, goes desperation mode. He goes Utah State mode, which is beat BYU and nothing else matters. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Too desperate. Too desperate. But I understand. But I do understand. It was a great weekend overall for former and current BYU Indeed. players. Refreshing today's headlines. Jamal Williams had over 100 total yards of offense, two touchdowns again, and a 27-21 win over the Cleveland Browns. In the same game, Kainakua had five tackles for Los Browns, including one Los on his former teammate, teammate Jamal Williams. Men's hoops beat Weaver State in Salt Lake 74-68 Saturday, as seen on Brigham Young University Television. Yoli Childs contributed to double-double, 10 points, 10 boards. T.J. Haas led the Cougars with 24 points. The Cougars host Utah Saturday in Provo at 11 p.m. Eastern time on The Deuce, ESPN2, and BYU Radio. Let's go. Jimmer Fredette had 50 points and 12 rebounds in a Shanghai Sharks win. Oh, right, by what? the way. Did you say 50? 50. 50. Fourth wow. time this season he has gone 50-plus. Woo! Jimmer is now 55 for 55 from the free throw line over his last seven games. We verified that it's the same distance as, like, the American one just to make sure it's not, like, a layup. No, the free throw line is exactly the same. The three-point line is just a hair closer in the Chinese basketball. Oh, that changes everything. Just a hair closer. Women's basketball beat Utah, speaking of, 77-68. Cassie DeVagere led all scores with a career-high 36 points, including 18 of 22 from the free throw line. Man. Freshman Sarah Hampson, nine rebounds and nine blocks off the bench. BYU baseball alumnus Jack Morris elected to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, or is it just the Baseball Hall of Fame? It's the Baseball Hall of Fame. The Baseball Hall of Fame. He's into Cooperstown. Morris, a five-time All-Star, 254 career wins, spending the majority of that career with the Detroit Tigers. But in his one season with the Minnesota Twins, was the World Series MVP. 
So there's that, Minnesota. Morris, the only former BYU baseball player to achieve Hall of Fame status. Pretty cool. Whew, what a weekend. And we have waited. Perhaps we have buried the lead today, Jerem. To use the phrase in the biz. Uh, we pay attention closely to the Twitter machine. Obviously, if you are new so to the program, so call it a machine. Yes, when it is not. If, such if you're a new thing. to the program, we love the Twitter. Okay, we loved our tweets, and we appreciate all of the immediate input that we get from all of you. Now, we most no- of it, we noticed something over the weekend via the Twitter machine that made us raise our eyebrows. Both re- of them too, in regard to the hunt for a new BYU football offensive coordinator. What if I told you? that a candidate for the offensive coordinator position followed BYU Cougars, BYU Football, BYU Sports Nation, and Greg Rubel. Sud- oh, suddenly. And BYU Football Recruiting has been added And BYU to that Football list. Recruiting. What, if I told you that, if I told you that, what would you think? Would you think that that's a little smoky? Yes, that does smell smoky, Jerem. And the man who has followed those four, now five, Twitter accounts that are so near and dear to BYU is none other. Is, is. Than Paul Peterson. The snowhead coach. Okay. So he followed. But, okay, now here, now here's my real, what does it mean? What does it mean? Does it mean he's going to be the OC? What does it mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But he's not following you or I. So I give no credence or <laughs> no cred of any kind to this. If he were following Jeremy and myself. Or then, even just me. Then maybe we'd start to I see would some be like, flames. He will be the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're working on it. So, wait, yeah. Does it mean he's going to be the No. Doesn't mean he's going to be the next OC. Now, this is an interesting conversation. But it sure is interesting, it's isn't an it? an interesting conversation. The smells of the Big 12 era. Paul Peterson. And- there, there's a plane. Paul Peterson <laughs> follows the show now? We, we put him out there in our top five. Yes. Okay, we thought yes, that Charles. he was a candidate. He's in my five. <laughs> Commercials from 08. My five. I yes. watching the NBA playoffs and being like, that commercial, I'm so done with it. Over 500 yards of total offense per game for mm. the Snow College Badgers, yes. who beat Blinn College, take that Cam Newton, in the El Toro Bowl on December 2nd. Oh, uh, love me the El Toro Bowl. The Badgers went 10-1. and one. They average over 50 points a game. Mm. He's got the salt and pepper thing going really well, by the yes. way. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would say that's elite salt and pepper look. Now, How would you evaluate that? Listen, that might be on the table, right? He, he's going to have to shave that beard if he comes here. He's going to have to shave the beard okay. if he decides to come to BYU to be the offensive coordinator. Is it even worth it? Yeah, it'd be worth it. He was the starting quarterback at Boston College in 2003-2004 season. Prior to Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. 12-2 and as a starter. Not bad. So he's played at a high level in the ACC as a quarterback. Sounds like Jordan Chapman. Ah, yeah. Beat Duke. Nice job. 22 points? They have 22 points? We miss you so much. Well done, Jordan. Okay, so if Paul Peterson's the guy, what do BYU fans think of this? Yeah, I'm interested to know, and I want to play this another day. Um, if I give you a name, this guy's hired. What's your reaction? Your emotion. Your yeah, reaction. What's your re- emotion? What's your reaction? My reaction would be good. He listen. He hasn't coached at FBS in a non GA grad assistant capacity. But he's called plays and been a head coach. I'll take it though. Listen, we're coming from a place of desperation here. <laughs> you just put up like nineteen a game. It was pathetic. I'm gonna take an innovator. 
I'm gonna take a guy that spreads it out. I'm gonna, I, yeah, I yeah, I'd be excited about it. Over fifty a game, over five hundred yards of total offense. Yes, at that, the junior th- college level, that was first nationally, by the way, in JUCO. But a lot of JUCO guys are recruited by high level Division one programs. And Snow's been a great feeder. It's the new uh, Rick's College for BYU football. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth almost messed around and got a triple-double from the G League. Oh, nicely done. Big Rush of five because that's his Twitter handle. Cassie DeVagere <laughs> scored 36 points. She's going to join us next. What does it mean to beat Utah? Everything. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Monday in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tomorrow night, BYU Basketball Dave Rose is live with player guest Joshir Hardnett. Tomorrow at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Who is your BYU Sports Nation MVP over the weekend and why? Who's the real weekend MVP, Jerem? At our Greenhaw tweets in. Does it have to be out of the four that we presented? No, anybody. Kai Nakua started a game, so that is awesome. That is awesome. But I'm going to give it to Sarah Hampson. Came straight from Kentucky, the volleyball sweet 16, to the women's basketball game, had nine blocks. Defense wins games. Well, it puts you in position for the offense to win the game, in my opinion. It's funny. You score three points, and yet you feel like you completely changed the game because the greatest three point game of in BYU women's basketball nine history. blocks nine rebounds. I'm not prone to superlative. Yes, every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're never. I'm never never prone to superlative. Prone to superlative GM. What? Uh, it also helps you win games when your star player goes for 36 points. That's always helpful. Yeah, every yeah. time. So team that up with nine rebounds and nine blocks from Sarah Hampson, and and things you know generally will go in your favor. And it's funny that Literally. we bring up the 36 points. Yeah, I don't want to go superlative. I don't think it's funny at all. I'm Always. Cassie Broadhead-DeVagere, who scored a career-high 36 points, is now in Studio B. What's up, Cassie? Cassie? Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. A oh. new career-high. How fun was that Saturday? You beat Utah. It was so fun. 36. It was awesome. I didn't even know I scored that much. I was just happy we won. You know, we had been on a bad streak. And from Malia... And it's just Utah. <laughs> yes, Malia Nawahine, <laughs> grad transfer from the University of Utah, playing yeah, against her former team. So Saturday is Revenge Saturday. McKay yes. Cannon versus Weber Stain. Yes. Malia Nawahine against Utah. So that's that, there's that angle, but you said you didn't know how many you scored. No. Did you think you were into the 30s? Because you shot 22 free throws. I, I figured I was close just because I was always at the free throw line. I didn't make that many shots compared to like how many free throws I had. Um, but at the end, they're like, yeah, 36. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <I don't know> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Understatement of the weekend. Yeah, that's great. 36 and a win over Utah. Where does that rank in your, I guess, personal individual performance rankings, whatever you want to call them? I would say that's probably one of the top ones. Um, just because I played well and then my teammates, we finally all clicked. And Sarah, as you mentioned, had a great game and she – you know, we controlled that game, and it was it was fun. And for it to be Utah was even better. So you've you've got a very competitive nature to you, which is really fun to watch in a game like this where you know it means it's not a regular game, no matter what anyone says, right? It's Utah. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger game. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, what's that like for you, knowing okay, I've got to make plays, I've got to help my team win this game, and I'm going to have a little attitude about <laughs> me. I, I like seeing that. Yeah, I don't know. I've always played with a little bit of fire, and then it being Utah and the whole Malia thing, it just 
brought a whole nother dynamic. Uh, but interestingly enough, this game I was probably more relaxed than any, any game this season, so that might be the key. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just went out there and just come. we all had the mentality like we're better than them. Um, even though on the stat sheet it probably didn't look like that. And so I think we kind of all had a chip on our shoulder and made us a little bit more relaxed. They'd won six straight games, 7-1, and one, coming into the Marriott Center. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I didn't get to catch the, the game, and then I looked at the box score, and I was like, wow, that, yeah. was, qu- that was quite the uh, quite the performance. So how, how did you stay calm, and did that help you make maybe better decisions or something? How did that affect you? Yeah, I think as a team, this whole season we haven't played – as well as we know we can. Um, but we finally clicked, and it has to do with practice, you know, playing well, and then um, I think everybody was in it for the same reasons, to beat Utah. You know, everyone wanted the same goal, and I think that really showed. Everyone played really hard. We played with a lot of intensity, um, and we won. It was, it was awesome. Uh, after the game, with a little bit of sarcasm dripping off of your uh, mouth, you said to me that 36 points should all be attributed to the broadcasters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay, well. It's the karma. <laughs> yeah. Right? The karma is pretty good, right? Yes. But we haven't asked a crappy player to have the karma yet, so <laughs> it's not a coincidence. Yeah. We should also address what Jerem called this morning the elephant in the room. We like to... Uh, Say your name a very yeah. special way. <laughs> <laughs> your last name, we think, sounds like a perfume that now, because you scored 36 points, is not just available at Big Lots, Cassie. We bumped it up to <laughs> J.C. Penny. It's legit. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's legit. So I'm moving up in the world. What do you think of the uh, cologne-like sounding last name? I think name it's though? awesome. <laughs> I think it's sweet. I haven't even thought about that. So, we think of all kinds of things. And my things husband, like, he loves it too. Does he so, love it? Yeah. Oh, he's okay. Oh, he's okay with it. Was he hurt against BYU in the yeah, exhibition? Or? He broke his toe, his big toe. Why did he do that? I don't know. Uh, that's a bad question. I'm know. just kidding. <laughs> I was hoping he'd get in I in the know. exhibition. He was really yeah. sad, but things happen. Yeah. It's all good. Cassie Broadhead DeVagere is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What was the feeling like in the locker room after the Utah State loss on Wednesday, going into the, knowing that you had to play Utah on Saturday? You hadn't lost to them since 1978. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it was a it was a very terrible um, post game meeting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, people were very upset, disappointed. You name it, we were, and so. Um, a lot of us took a while to come out of the locker room just because, like, what happened? You know, we haven't lost to them ever, really. And so that night we were, we were all pretty upset, but then we came to practice like, all right, we have to beat Utah. Um, we really don't have a choice. We haven't had a good preseason. And so we took that, that frustration, that anger, that disappointment, and kind of let it fuel us for the Utah game. But, yeah, after Utah State, it was not a good feeling, I think, all the coaches, every player was just like left that locker room. Like, how did this happen? How has this season been validating in any way of the hard work that you've put in to not only become the player that you were last year and be the WCC Player of the Year, but go to the next level? Because I know your husband and you, you shoot a ton, he yeah. rebounds and vice versa. Uh-huh. You put in a lot of time to uh, make this worth it. Yeah, obviously our record doesn't show, and I haven't played as good as I've wanted to. Um, and that was one thing I was feeling the other night after Utah State. Like, like why is this happening? Like, we've worked so hard. I've put so much time in. And it just hasn't clicked. Uh, it hasn't. And I just, I was emotional. I was upset. Um, but then I was like, I just got to keep working. I just got to keep trying. And, 
I think it showed Utah. Um, finally, all the hard work I put in, all the hard work my teammates put in, it was just kind of like, yes, like, finally, yeah. like, we we got to the next level. Like, we're getting there. We're, we're improving. So it was nice to see results after, like, a very rough two weeks. Well, you get another Pac-12 opponent coming up here pretty soon, Cal. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure the win over Utah helps you feel better about your chances against the Bears. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Uh, we hadn't had a big win this this year yet. Um, and having that Pac-12 win, it kind of gives us a little bit more confidence that um, when we go in there, we can't be afraid. And I think everyone knows, like, they're just another team. You know, nothing special. Yes, they have a bigger, better record. They're athletic. They're good. Um, but we also have our strengths. And so we need to kind of approach it like the Utah game. Um, just have that little chip on our shoulder because they don't think we're going to win. Let's finish with this. Uh, you want the women's volleyball team to, like, win the national title. Right. But the moment they lose, you're like, all right, Sarah Hampson's coming back. What kind of difference did she make Saturday? Oh, Nine blocks. A huge difference. I mean, she was a force on defense. We were able to get a lot of steals, blocks, transition points. And so um, we haven't been able to have that with her gone. Um, and we were a little worried with Utah's height, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, whatever. Um but she made a huge difference. Like they didn't have any points when we went to that zone, and um, for me, she was definitely the player of the game. Because without her, I, I don't think we would have won. You score thirty six, and she's the player of the game. There you go. <laughs> Nine yeah. blocks will do that, right? Yeah. Cassie, great to talk to you. Uh, let's give you some more BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes, please do. For your approaching games. It's like how what Saturday? I think. Mm-hmm. All right, and remember, Devajere. Available at J.C. Penny now. It's expensive. <laughs> That's an expensive perfume now. <laughs> it's bumped 36 will do that. Yes, indeed. Cassie, great to have you. Thank you for having me. All right. Who is your BYU Sports Station MVP this weekend? Maybe it's Cassie DeVagere. Maybe. Coming up, Jimmer goes for 50 and BYU Baseball's first Hall of Famer. Uh, do you have Jamal Williams on your fantasy team? Maybe you should pick him up off the waiver wire if you don't. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Marcus Durantis and Cassie Broadhead DeVagere. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, BYU Hall of Famer and former Major League All-Star Wally Joyner will join the program. Plus, Coach Steve Cleveland. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams had 49 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and a 30-yard TD reception in a 27-21 win over the Browns. In the same game, Kainakua started his first game. Five tackles, including one on Jamal Williams. Williams, by the way, five touchdowns the last three weeks. Fantasy football superstar. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles in a Kansas City Chiefs win. 26-15 over the Raiders. Sorry, Ben Bagley. Michael Davis had a tackle for the Chargers in a 30-13 victory over the Redskins. How about the Chargers? Yeah. A push. Man, they should not go back to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins tonight in Monday Night Football, 8.30 Eastern. Men's basketball. BYU beat Weber State in Salt Lake, 74-68 Saturday. TJ Haas, 24 points. Back-to-back 20-plus point games. Yoli Childs, double-double, 10 points. 10 rebounds. BYU versus Utah Saturday. Jimmer Fredette had 50 points and 12 rebounds in a Shanghai Sharks win. Jimmer, 55 for 55 over the free, at the free throw line, rather, in his last seven games. Cougars overseas. Eric Mika, 13 points in Italy in a Pissarro loss. Women's basketball. Beat Utah. 
77-68. We just talked to Cassie Broadhead DeVagere. She led all scores with a career-high 36 points. 18 of 22 from the free throw line. Freshman Sarah Hampson, nine blocks, nine rebounds off the bench. Baseball. BYU baseball alum Jack Morris was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Morris, five-time All-Star, 254 career wins, spending the majority of his career with the Detroit Tigers, but was the World Series MVP in 91 in his one and only season with the Twins. Morris is the only former BYU baseball player to get into the Hall of Fame. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth, 21 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists. Almost. In a Texas Legends win. Shoot it! (laughs) He also contributed 15.6 rebounds and six assists in a game on Friday. Track and field. You already began the indoor season this weekend in the Smith Fieldhouse on the men's side. Brian Matthews took first in the heptathlon on the women's side. Sierra Hansen and Kendall Stewart finished first and second in the pole vault. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. This is a tough question. Who's the Rise and Shout? <laughs> I don't know. Man. Every great BYU athlete, current or former, that competed over the weekend. There were so many. There like what? so many. I think that was the best sports weekend for BYU. Oh, man. Do I have to pick? Yes. And the winner's Jack Morris. He goes to the Hall of Fame. You got, you, he's the first BYU baseball player in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's awesome. And BYU's had some fantastic players. Like, the last 10 or 15 years, BYU's not had, like, a quality major leaguer. BYU's had some guys breaking in, hoping to be that. But you used to have Wally Joyner, who will join us tomorrow, Rick Aguilera, Jack Morris. There were, there were guys, dude, Vance Law, obviously. Like, there were some legit good players. Yeah. Like, did all-stars. Did you say Corey Snyder? Corey Snyder. I knew I was going to leave out somebody. There were so many really good players from BYU, main, mainly kind of in the 80s, early 90s. It was a glorious time. But BYU debuted three major leaguers this season. This season. Yep. So hopefully they get back to that. Who's your BYU SN MVP this weekend and why? At Cosmo underscore dot underscore Cougar. I vote for whoever was in charge of uniforms for men's basketball against Weber State. Growl. (laughs) Me like Doretro. Hashtag me like Doretro. Conversation continues (laughs) 24 7 on Twitter. (laughs) Me like a Doretro. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. Hashtag BYUSN people. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Stacy Corley. Happy birthday, Spencer. Thank you.